This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping right now at manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPOPIE. How is everybody, man? We just had some uh, some nice rain come rolling through. Had a little rainbow in the sky, and now uh, now it's really hot with absolutely no wind. The the air is just stale, and when it's uh, stale like this, without a lot of wind, the bugs come a biting. Especially those uh, green headed flies. Oh my goodness, they they will take chunks of flesh out of your body and it takes forever for those damn things to heal my god man well i appreciate the support my friend thank you very much thank you very much also thank you very much for all the people that reached out latest episode of the op radio podcast it's uh it's called shit just got real my brother-in-law's doing okay uh, if you did listen, it doesn't matter if I give it away. My, my brother-in-law has uh, COVID-19, and uh, he's fighting it. Started with explosive diarrhea. Now he's got the body aches and the cough. Uh, checked in with him yesterday. He said that he's doing a little better every day. So that's damn good news. But the problem is now we got to worry about my nephews and nieces. I got to worry about my sister, uh, who else, and and uh, and others, I guess. Friends, friends of that family in particular that I'm actually you know friendly with. Problem is they all got tested. Now they just got to wait because they ain't rich. They don't have the money to get one of those tests where they tell you almost immediately if you have it or not. That's the problem that's going on in America right now. If you're rich and famous, you could get a COVID-19 test and they could tell you almost immediately. And that's why Major League Baseball and the NBA and people that work in and around the White House, you know, could still function. But the regular Joes, like my family, you get the test and then you got to wait. So they're waiting anxiously to see if anybody else has uh, the coronavirus because of my brother-in-law. I would... I mean, I want to be an optimist, but they live in a, a pretty small environment. So my fingers are crossed. Let's just put it that way. My fingers are crossed. But thank you to everybody that reached out. I really, really appreciate that, okay? Shane, oh my God, I got to answer the same questions every single day. And it drives some of you nuts. Uh, I uh, I still have a place in New York City. We abandoned the place on March 13th. I think it was Friday the 13th. We said, fuck this, and we left. I've only been back um, three times, very, very briefly, to seriously, to water plants, get some clothes, and get my, uh, my uh, family's bills. And that's it. Actually, I'm going to post a uh, picture. <laughs> Uh, I got artifacts from my apartment that we abandoned. I mean, eventually we'll we'll go back. I mean, I guess I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm in the same boat as everybody else. 
Some of you think it's no big deal. Some of you think, holy shit, this is the scariest thing ever. And others are thinking, eh, somewhere in between. And that's, you know what? That's fine. In the end, that's just fine. You got to worry about you and your family. But I got an artifact from my apartment. I'm going to post it on my Instagram, Opie Radio, a little later today. Maybe after we're done with this. Let's just put it this way. The mold and other things that are growing in my apartment are completely taking over. Completely. And the bugs are a-coming. And uh, without uh, without bragging, I mean, I got a really nice place in New York City. And, and I don't know. I think we might be a month or two from squatters taking over. If we didn't have building security, I would be, I do believe, especially because of Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City... I do believe they would, uh, uh, the homeless people would have entered our building and ha- and start taking over the apartments. And you're like, oh, oh, that's just crazy talk, is it? I live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. It's one of the nicer areas of in all of uh, New York City. And Mayor De Blasio has already taken over four really nice hotels in that area to uh, to house the homeless. Yes, that is what's going on. And people in that neighborhood are so fucking mad. And I don't blame them. And then there's de Blasio. Give me a minute, will you please? This de Blasio. He's trying to say that New York City's, you know, for the working for the working people. And I, you know, my 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 heart is still with the working p- people, believe me. I mean, most of my life I was a working person. Um and he wants to screw over the uh, the rich people, and they want to. And he wants to tax them even more. I'm here to say, look, I'm like anyone else. I, I you know, I don't want to pay more taxes, but I'm here to tell you, and I'm not crying. Trust me, I'm just giving you facts. The amount of taxes you pay if you do well in New York City is completely out of control, and for the mayor. To want more taxes from the rich people is just completely insane. And I know I sound like I'm out of touch by saying all this, but you got to understand and you got to be part of the uh, part of living and working in and around New York City. Uh, the fact is, they get plenty of taxes, plenty. But the corruption in New York City and the red tape and the bullshit. They don't know how to spend the money properly. So what do they do? They, they reach into your pockets and try to get more, more, more. The spending is completely out of control. And, and, and the infrastructure of the city is still a mess. So fuck the Blasio. And you know what? F- f- well, I don't want to say fuck the homeless because that's not nice. But, but fuck the fact that they're, they're housing homeless people's, people in, in, um, in hotels. Really nice hotels in New York City. What happened to the shelters? How about you make the shelters safe for, for the homeless people? And the, and, and the fact remains, if you study the homeless at all, most of them don't want to be inside. A lot of them really don't want to be inside. They want to be under scaffolding in New York City with their pals socializing. A lot of those guys go to the shelters uh, kicking and screaming. They're like, leave me the fuck alone. But it's other people that are disgusted by the fact that there might be homeless people in their neighborhood. Those are the people that kind of force the issue to kind of 
kind of hide the homeless. But I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think they should be in in hotels. <laughs> like nice hotels that 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 are kind of important to New York City. God, this rant sounds terrible. I know it does. I'm just pissed off because our mayor is a real jack off. He stinks. He's as far left as as uh, as you could get as a politician, I believe, and he doesn't have a feel for what's going on in the city and what we need to bring the the city back. If it ever comes back, because you got so many of these people that have lost their uh, their small businesses and and uh, they're not coming back, they're simply not coming back to New York City. Then you got a lot of these commuters that that keep New York running that they have realized during the pandemic that they could do their jobs from home. You know, their their jobs and their bosses have, have decided, oh my God, when this coronavirus is is dealt with, why would I, why would I pay rent on, uh, on uh, office space in Manhattan? That's completely out of control, by the way. When I could have a lot of my employees continue working from home, they seem happier, they seem to get more work done, and it costs me less money as a company. And then the dumb mayor thinks the answer is to just, you know, uh, try to squeeze out more taxes from, from the rich. They're leaving in droves, my friends. They're like, fuck this. It used to be worth it to pay all those taxes in New York City, but it's becoming more and more obvious it's not, it's not worth it anymore. Might as well take your fucking money and go somewhere else. That's what Joe Rogan's doing. I don't know what he has said on his podcast. I gave up listening to it a, a long time ago. I just couldn't invest hours upon hours on his podcast anymore i'm not saying that it's a bad podcast obviously he's the king right now and i would be stupid to think differently um but he's leaving california because of the taxes you know when you pick these places like los angeles new york city and you're in entertainment let's say it makes sense because you're you're getting they're just ripping money out of your pockets as soon as you leave the house but between the culture and everything else it has to offer, you, you think to yourself, you know what? It's worth it. This is worth it to me to live in New York City. I'm kind of going through this too. It's worth it to me in New York, to live in New York City. Look at all this culture. Look at all these people living together in harmony. Look at all the things we get to do in New York City. And then it obviously made uh, doing a radio show a lot easier. But then... You know, you start taking those things away slowly but surely. Then you're left with uh, the one thing, and that is them continuing to go through your pockets as soon as you leave your house every single day. And you're like, this isn't worth it anymore, my friends. And Joe Rogan has come to that conclusion, and that's why he is leaving uh, the Los Angeles area for Texas, I believe. That's a smart move because he just signed a, a massive, massive contract. And... Um, I don't think you pay income tax in in, uh, Texas, right? So he gets to keep more of his money. And good for him, man. Good for fucking him. Enough with the taxes. Whether you make a lot of money or a little money, we're all on the same page there, I do believe. Especially if you're trying to work hard in this country. You're like, why are they taking so much of my hard-earned money? It would make sense if, if, if our cities were beautiful and our towns were beautiful and, and our highways didn't need any more work. But it, it's it, nothing seems to get better. We still have a, a shitty transit system in New York City. We have um, just hours and hours of traffic because they they can't afford to actually um, build a new tunnel to get you know people into New York City quicker. 
They can't build a new bridge because the costs of those things have gone through the roof to the point where it, you just can't build those projects anymore. It's sad. All right, 2020, it's been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there's one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Let me tell you something about Manscaped. I fled New York City because of the coronavirus on March 12th, and we were running around the house packing bags, trying to get as much stuff as we can because we knew we weren't going to be back anytime soon. And did I grab my Manscaped razor? I sure did. That's right. I grabbed the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. Uh, Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on, you know, your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower so you know what you're shaving. Oh, and they also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass. (laughs) You just want it smelling nice, okay? You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner. That's right. That's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. (laughs) I love Manscaped. All right, go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Hey! I think the puppy just woke up. Damn it, I was trying to get a few minutes in. This this puppy thing is is cramping my uh, my podcasting slash live streaming uh, lifestyle, my friends. My God. Puppy pics? You know what? I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'll post some uh, puppy pics. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of strange in that way. I'm like... I'm very, uh, I'm very public, and I'm also very private at the same time, which is, which is very strange. I was just, uh, I was just on Twitter, and some idiot. I know it's Twitter, so it's, it's just dumb, and you know, Twitter's a fucking cesspool, to be honest with you. I think Jack Blewett, who owns uh, Twitter, allowing the trolls and the haters to completely uh, take over the the social platform, and it's frustrating because if you're a public figure and you're trying to promote a podcast or whatever, you kind of need Twitter. But um, I, I'll never understand why Jack allows people to just make fake accounts all fucking day long and just spew their hate at you. You know, if it was harder to make the fake accounts, then you could knock down the trolls and you could knock down the hate. And then I think it would be a much nicer... I don't even mean nicer, because if you're, if you're mean, you're mean, whatever, that's fine. But it would make it, a, a, I think, a healthier um, social platform. But anyway, I go on... Uh, I go on Twitter and some guy goes, uh, you know, that's why you have no friends or something like that. Oh, I know why, because I was, I wasn't even really taking a shot at Trump. I try to start discussions because I I think politics in general, it's all fucking bullshit. And I know just saying that's going to piss off a couple of you guys. And I, I understand that. But I think we also have a really nice crew 
I got a lot of uh, people that support me that are Trump supporters. I got a lot of people that hate Trump and want Biden and Harris at this point. Um, and that's okay. Uh, we feel like we can at least discuss this shit and talk about this shit. But then there's people out there. You mentioned one thing about Trump. They're, they're going to just go for the jugular every single time. So I was just questioning Trump. And I kind of got the answer, actually. I was questioning the fact that Trump uh, is attacking uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala, 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 Kamala Harris, um, attacking, and of course he should. You know that's his uh, that's that's his competition at this point. As being a businessman, he under, understands that as competition. But I just asked a simple question that back in the day, I, I'm not sure exactly what year. I want to say like 2011. Uh, Trump actually uh, donated to her campaigns, and I just threw it out there, you know, because why not? Because I think it's all bullshit. So I, lo- I would love to see what people say when I, when I throw something out there like that. And then, you know, you get the people like, uh, you know, he explained this many times. They get so angry so fast. And it's like, he explained that he's, he donated to both sides because it helped his business interests. And I'm like, uh, 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 okay, fair enough. I, I honestly did not know that until, uh, until this morning. Um, so he, so he basically technically supports the radical left for his own interests. And then I basically said, look, if you like Trump, that's fine. But don't kid yourself. The guy only cares about, oh, here we go. I'm going political. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he's a guy that it's all about himself and his, his own self-interest. And if that helps you as an individual, then beautiful. Go for it. But I, I, don't, I don't like that position. Whether whether it's Trump or any other politician where they just think about themselves and their own self-interest. And then if it helps the people, you know, then it's great for everybody. I hate that shit. That's all. That's all. That's all. And I'll, I'll talk about Kamala Harris for a minute, too, here, just just so uh, so we're fair. But anyway, so kind of made those points on Twitter. And a guy, like, just attacks. Excuse me. And he's a troll. He obviously just, uh, you know, made the account. First thing in the morning, like who the fuck does that? First thing in the morning, time to make a fake troll account to attack me or 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 whoever else out there. There's there's a lot of these type of people, and he goes, "That's why you don't have friends." I'm like, "Oh my god, that's fucking creepy." You don't even know who you don't even know me, and it's like, and you know, it's it's well known that there were a bunch of people that I used to work with and um uh, public figures there's a there's definitely a little group i would call it a little group of people that uh, that i'm not friends with anymore and then i question if i ever were friends with them because i really feel like they were uh friendly towards me because i sat in the powerful seat and i could do a lot of things for them in their careers and then when i lost that seat and i lost my power thus then why i'm doing a facebook live for about 100 people right now uh, those people went away and then it's spun by the haters that I have no friends. And I, 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 I try to explain this on Twitter this morning. I'm like, look, I have plenty of friends and I have plenty of friends that are still public figures, by the way, but they ignored that part of it. I could give you a whole fucking list. Uh, but I have plenty of friends also that know people that follow me, whether it's on here or Twitter or Instagram or anywhere else, you will never know their names and you'll never know anything about them because it's real life. As much as I try to 
give you guys as much as I can. I do have a actual real life that has nothing to do with any of this. So when I, I read stuff like that on Twitter, it honestly, it just fucking creeps me out. It's just the weird shit you deal with when you're in the, in the public eye. But um, all right, as far as Kamala Harris, I'll give you a few minutes on this. So um, I mean, in the end, considering all the boxes that had to be checked... I personally think if you're uh, if you're a Democrat, I think it's a I think it's a good safe VP pick. But with that said, it's hard for me to ignore the fact that during the debate, it seemed like uh, Kamala Harris had um, disdain for Joe Biden, uh, kind of called him a racist on some of his policies. And then I brought that up on Twitter and people were like, you know, that's because they were both going for the same job. So that's how it is. And I, I, I just don't like that. The answer is that's just how it is. I don't like that. I like honesty. And I know you're I know if you're talking honesty in politics, you know, you're you're wasting your time. And then this person said, which is fair enough, because I honestly didn't know this. You know, actually, she's she was very close with uh, Biden's son. I'm not sure if it's the one that died or the one that's uh, still living. And I'm like, okay, but that's all just so weird to me, you know, that they 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 go after each other during these debates, and then we got to make believe that uh, that was just for the debates, and because they were going for the same job, and now they actually like each other. And I'm just here to say, I'm not I'm not buying into that. If it turns out they're a good team, and then they win the presidency, then so be it. But. I'm not going to sit here and make believe that uh, they actually, uh, she actually likes the guy because it, it, it was on display uh, the opposite, that it looked like she didn't really respect him. She hates him. There you go, Stephanie Lee. And then I got to be really careful because of cancel culture. And it's like everyone's making a big deal uh, about her being, you know, the first black uh, vice president. And I think she's... Um, She's she, her father was from Jamaica and her mom's from where? Help me out, India, something like that. Anyway, um, even that is even so calculated. Like he was forced to pick. What's up, pretty plus more? I wonder if you're agreeing with this. He was forced to pick. I think there's plenty of women that are that are qualified to be the vice president, and plenty of women that are qualified at this point to be the president of the United States. But in a weird way, our country's not fully there yet. So these things have to be done very, very carefully. You know, Obama was the first black president. But if you really think about it, that he he was able to do that because he was, dare I say, just black enough and very nerdy. Because our, our country can't handle this stuff, sadly, sadly to say. I don't give a fuck if, if the president is a, as black as night. I, I honestly don't care. But to make believe that there's uh, people in this country that that doesn't bother them is bullshit. So even with Obama, I mean, he, very carefully he becomes the first black president. And he was just the right tone. And he had the nerdiness uh, that people could accept in our first black president. Okay. But man, it's sort of the same thing with uh, with Kamala Harris. Can you imagine if Joe Biden picked uh, Wanda Sykes? <laughs> this country would fucking lose their minds. Uh, but that stuff does happen when they're thinking about this. They 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 
think about the temperature of the country and they're like okay kamala harris yeah she's she is black but she's also this and that and uh you know i think i think it's a safe choice they they overthink all of this all of this stuff and and i even wonder if um if she's the best candidate to be the vice president I wonder, because our society basically uh, strong-armed uh, Joe Biden to pick a woman, uh, a black woman, you know. So if you were a white woman, that wasn't good enough for, for uh, a lot of people in this country. Um, and if he picked a man, forget it. The country would have been really, really pissed. So I don't know. It was just, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting pick. I think they'll give uh, Trump a run for his money. And I also said this online because people are like, don't worry, Hope. you and your family will be fine if, uh, if Trump is reelected for the next four years. And I'm like, dude, I've explained this so many times in my life and my career on the radio. Uh, I've been uh, extremely poor where I actually collected uh, cans in Buffalo, New York when I was first starting my radio career so I could eat. I was extremely wealthy, and now I'm kind of whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm fine, but, uh, you know, it, it goes up and down and all around my entire life. I was a caddy. I, I was all these things, okay? And I explained, and I want to explain again here. My entire life, there, was, there has never been a president that uh, either made my life really good or really bad. So to that guy out there, and I explained it, I'm like, dude, it, I, I don't even, in the end, I don't even really care if uh, Trump's reelected. I really don't. In a lot of ways, I think it would be good because he's such an asshole. It's just entertaining to watch. But I do care about all the bullshit, and I try to call it out as much as I can on both sides. Uh, all these people that are hardcore Trumpers, if I make my um, Biden shots, they ignore that. But one little shot at Trump and then I'm a lib fucking dog. What happened to you? What do you mean what happened to me? I, was, I always thought this way. I just wasn't as vocal about it, I guess. I'm in the center, man. Yeah, I guess if you're in the center, even that's really bad these days because people really want you to pick a, a side. I definitely feel like I'm more in the center. I mean, I I hate cancel culture. I hate it. And that's coming from the left. I do believe cancel culture and political correctness used to come from the right. I don't know. I got I to gotta study my history a little bit. I don't know what changed that. But um, now the whole cancel culture thing is definitely coming from the left, which is so fucking stupid. So dumb. And I don't want to defund the police. I believe in peaceful protests. Oh, do we have to do this again? I pay way too many taxes. I believe in the woman and her right to choose what she wants to do with her fucking body. In the end, most people don't give a fuck if a woman has a baby or not. They may believe they care, but they don't care. Just another, just another thing that we could just argue about over and over again. So stupid. What's up, Debbie? All the way up there in Boston. I hope Boston's doing okay through this whole thing. I miss Boston. I miss going there. I used to go there once or twice a year, even after my time at WAF, the only station that really rocks. I miss going to Boston. I miss just walking around Newbury Street and chilling out. God, I miss that fucking place. Of course, never... uh support cancel culture of course not but but there's dummies out there that 
when someone gets canceled, they get so excited and so happy because they hated that person. So they're like, oh, you know, serves them right. And they don't understand that cancel culture comes from, uh, comes for all. And that's why even like people I, I really didn't like over the years, I, I always try to voice my opinion and, and, and support them and, and say how wrong it is that this is going on. And then secretly behind closed doors, I'm like fucking high-fiving everybody I know around me. But, but besides that, <laughs> that's how a human being thinks. But, but you really got to support uh, culture in general. Not just the culture you agree with, because they will come for you eventually. That's just how it works. What the fuck is cancel culture? It's a great question. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know how it began. And I, I feel like most people uh, disagree with it. So then I think, well, then why are we allowing this to happen in our society? It's really stupid. Cancel culture is basically, you know, someone doesn't like what you do or did in the past, which is crazy. Because if it wasn't a problem in the past, because society was just simply different in the past, but now they go back in your history, they find something you did, and they're like, yeah, see, this proves that this guy's a monster, and no one should be able to enjoy what he does. That's basic uh, cancel culture. It's so stupid. You think the majority of both sides are fighting uh, back against uh, cancel culture, Jennifer Ferris? I hope you're right. Just imagine all the stuff that uh, we grew up with that really, we really liked and laughed at uh, that uh, is, is not possible today. Why is that? You got to ask yourself, why is that? Norman Lear would not be able to do, do all those TV shows he did in the past. I'm talking to the real old people listening right now. Most of you probably don't even fucking know Norman Lear, who's still alive with his stupid hat. He came on our show with that stupid hat, and he's a genius. He really understands culture and society and the problems in America, and he made it funny back in the day with his sitcoms, and he walked in the studio with that stupid hat. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, uh, you wouldn't hear from Norman Lear if he was starting out today. No one would accept, uh, you know, his his sitcoms, his brilliant writing. No one. They would be like, ah, hell no. We can't do this. Why? Why can't we? Because we're all sensitive babies now. He'd be crucified today. There you go, uh, James Nichols. You're right. All right. Sweet Lucy was a dancer. Is that the only song that has the word cunnilingus in it, by the way? Deep Purple? Sweet Lucy was a dancer. I dare you to figure out another song that has the word cunnilingus in it. Oh my God, I can barely say it. But I could still do it. (laughs) Oh, I'll say this. One last thing about the VP pick. I've always found it incredibly strange that um, Americans do not vote. Well, I guess we technically vote. But we don't choose uh, the VP. I find that incredibly strange because Joe Biden, especially in this case, Joe Biden's going to be the oldest president if he's elected. And I said if he's elected. He'll be 78, I think, 79, something like that. So there's a good chance in four years, a guy like that with all the stress of the job, uh, there's a very good chance he, he might not make it all four years. 
And then all of a sudden, someone that we officially did not pick is now the president of the most powerful country in the world. Always found that strange as well. I guess, like I said, technically we do vote because it's on the actual ticket. But, uh, I mean, crazy me in a society that I would like to envision would be where Americans actually pick the VP as well and forces those two to get together. Like, okay, we want Joe Biden to be the candidate for the Democrats and we want Pete Buddha. Oh, my God. Remember when we used to know how to say his name? I'm back to not knowing how to say his last name. And then we picked the VP is my, my point. And then you force the, those two to, to get together on a ticket because we chose them. Now go do your jobs. Love you, miss you. Ah, Ben Palmer, I love you and I miss you. Hope you're not a serial killer. Have a great day, he says. Well, I appreciate that. I don't, I don't know if Biden's going to die. I don't, I don't know about that. I think, uh, I think you know, he still could ride a bicycle. You know? They should have a bike race. How great with that. Imagine pay-per-view... Donald Trump on a giant tricycle. That's <laughs> no, just a joke. Relax, it's just a joke. And Biden on a on a uh, on a racing bike, and they put it on pay per view, and they have a race. Who wouldn't watch that? Wayne Boo Atkins. I don't even know Wayne Boo Atkins, but I love saying this guy's name. You should try it at home. Just do this. Wayne Boo Atkins. You should be a musician, Wayne Boo Atkins. Call Anthony Pablo. Why the obsession with this horse shit? Why? Why do I have to do that? Just because you love the Opie and Anthony show. And I really, really respect and appreciate the people that loved the Opie and Anthony show. But there's nothing in that for me anymore nothing I hung in there longer than I should have way longer than I should have I was motivated by money and fame and those two things although great and if it happens again oh my god I'll absolutely enjoy it way better than I did in the past but that's not my motivation anymore at all I still love doing this and uh, I don't know, in a weird way, I talk to uh, a little over 100 people on average in this room at any given time. And I had probably more fun right now uh, than I did uh, the last whole bunch of years on the Opie and Anthony show. I enjoyed this more. And I'm not getting paid that much. Unless you go to uh, lucy.co and use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at checkout to get rid of your old cigs or vape. Then I'll start making some cash Jason Watson, uh, I guess, compoundmedia.com. Uh, what was that supposed to do? He has a network. Okay. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think about him at all. It's only when you guys bring it up. If Anthony's successful, great. Like, I don't care. I, I honestly don't care. And I know I used to say in the past, if you say you don't care, you actually care. No, I'm just addressing uh, the fact that this guy thinks he's trying to get one by me by promoting Anthony. Go there. Have fun. Whatever, man. Whatever makes you happy. That's okay. 
but I don't, I don't respect people that have to like try to knock me completely down and that's what makes them happy. Just go off and, and listen to what you like and, and that's it. Simple as that. Oh, I'm sorry, Jason. I, I didn't know that. I apologize. Cause I, I, yeah, and I thought I recognized you as one of my, one of my people. Jason said he asked if uh, Anthony has a show, so he was just uh, basically saying yes. Okay, I apologize. I, I don't read all the comments because it's hard, especially when I'm going off on one of my dumb rants. I just kind of look up at the ocean and just start babbling. So, all right, I apologize to you, Jason. Um, fair enough. All right, guys, enjoy your day. Um, you know, as long as the weather cooperates, we'll do it again tomorrow. I, I'm trying to do this every day, but the weather is just a nightmare when, you, when you're on the ocean. Uh, it's so unpredictable. The, the wind just comes from all directions, and that's just a pain in the ass when you're trying to live stream. Give the sheet code. MySheetsRock.com. Yeah, that's another new sponsor. If you're in the... Thank you, Pretty Plus More, trying to help out the kid. Um, if you're in the market for sheets, at least take a look at them. I was thinking, I'm not stupid. I like sheets, whatever. Then they sent them to me, and I was like, damn, man, these are good. So, MySheetsRock.com, promo code OPOPIE. All right, guys. Uh, if the weather cooperates, we'll be doing this uh, tomorrow around the same time. And have a great day, man. Stay safe, will you? Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-